Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast, where we bring awareness of sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Health Podcast is perfect for the high-performing, business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve optimal health. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for What Would I Do? In today's episode of Natural Health Podcast, we discuss all types of questions. All questions are kept confidential. I read them and answer them as if it was me, hence why it's called What Would I Do? The information provided is not to be taken as advice. It is solely for information purposes only. I'm not here to cure, treat, or provide medical advice. I'm here to educate and inform you so you're able to take steps towards optimal health. Please discuss any medical or lifestyle changes with your healthcare professional. Let's get into today's question. Today's question is a little bit of a long one. But I'll try and I'll try get to it as much as I can. If not, I've included the whole question down here in the bio, in the YouTube link, and in also in Instagram on the link. Okay, so it's got to do with multiple sclerosis. The individual was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in December 2015 and had a second MS attack July 2017. But since June 2017, has been experiencing pain and also a lot of discomfort since on the right side of a neck throat. I've had ultrasounds done on my neck to check thyroid, check the uh, dobler, and I've had a CT on the back of my neck, CT on my chest, blood test, and everything has come back fine. The only thing that keeps coming back up is a high dimmer but after a CT check on the chest it's all fine and the doctor and the hospital sent her home I've seen the cardiologist as well as my heart rate is high and when I say high it ranges between 90 sometimes 120 and sometimes even 30 I've had my heart checked and apparently it is all fine I've also seen a respiratory doctor as I struggle with my breathing because of the pain on the right side of my throat and neck I struggle to breathe the respiratory doctor said it is all good I've also seen a psychiatrist and I'm on multiple medications and try to control my anxiety. I've been on a lot of different anxiety and depression medication. Nothing seems to help me elevate the pain and struggling to breathe all the time. I don't know what to do. I need this pain gone. Um, I'm constantly feeling this pain and that's where the anxiety is coming from. I'm grateful that my tests are coming back all good, but I'm scared that this pain is some type of referring pain and the doctors can't tell me what is wrong. I'm seeing a neurologist for a second opinion and doesn't believe that my pain and symptoms are related to my MS, but he wants to try and put me on Lyrica, which is the nerve pain medication for about six weeks. I'm scared. I've been feeling like this for three years now. It is constant and I don't know what to do. Please help. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for writing in. I really appreciate your question. What I wanted to start off with is I wanted to start off and have a look at what is a multiple sclerosis to benefit not only yourself, but also individuals who are listening to this podcast who may be having signs and symptoms of multiple sclerosis or have multiple sclerosis. So the total number of living people living with MS worldwide estimated 2 to 2.5 million individuals. So you're not alone. The prevalence of MS in Australia is about 18 to 20,000 people have MS in Australia. MS is twice as common in females than in males, and it usually occurs between the age of 20 to 50. Multiple sclerosis is a chronic inflammatory demyelinating disorder of the central nervous system. The immune system attacks the myelin, which is a protective layer around the nerve fiber. So it's kind of like um, when you look at about electric cord, it's that, that's what you kind of look at it. Um, the cause inflammation, this causes inflammation, scar tissue and lesions. This can make it hard for your brain to send signals to the rest of your body. And unfortunately, that's where most of the signs and symptoms come from. There are many, many theories as to how MS comes about, and it's very controversial. Um, so 
one of the theories is it may be to an unknown antigen um, or a viral infection or and neurodegeneration, right? The key to the biggest factors for multiple sclerosis are one, your genetics, and two, environmental factors. So then when you interplay your genetics with environmental factors, that is the cause of developing multiple sclerosis, right? So just because you have the genes of it doesn't mean you're gonna get it, right? But if you have the genes and the environmental factor of it, you're more likely to get it. There is no one single test that declares that you have MS, and this is where the scary part happens. It's the knowledge of the doctor taking the history, performing those exams. They come together and they take a number of tests together, and then they make up the, the, um, the diagnosis of MS. This is why it's key to ensure to not only see one doctor, two, three, a number that you feel comfortable with before being diagnosed with MS, right? Some of the symptoms that occur with multiple sclerosis is weakness in one or more limbs, spasticity, which is um, especially in the legs, painful spasms, sensory disturbance and tingling, prickling sensation, reduced pain and so forth, visual symptoms, blurring of the vision, Fatigue, 90% of patients have fatigue, cognitive dysfunction, depression, and others such as sexual dysfunction, facial weaknesses, and vertigo, right? So that is kind of what multiple sclerosis is um, and the signs and symptoms of it, right? So you mentioned the D-dimmer, right? And it keeps coming back um, with high numbers, right? What is the D-dimmer? A positive D-dimmer result may indicate the presence of abnormally high level of fibrin degeneration products. This indicates that there may be a significant blood clot formation and breakdown in the body, but it does not tell you the location of it, right? So it's it's so what I would do is I would ensure if this occurred to me, I would ensure that um, I bring this to the doctor's attention and they explain it to me in more detail. If not one doctor, then two doctors. If not two, then um, you know where I can get a bit more knowledge and understand how I'm able to reduce this D-dimmer and why is it high? Why is it high, right? So I also see that um, you know you're having high heart rate, you're having anxiety, you're having pain on the right side, you're struggling to breathe. This is a number of other issues um, that can be due to MS, but it can be totally different to MS, right? So the connection with MS, right, and the sun. I did a bit of research and I found out that there's a connection between multiple sclerosis and the sun. A study done in Tasmania showed that higher exposure to sunlight, an average two to three hours or more a day during weekdays and holidays, when aged six to 15 years old, associated with decreased risk of multiple sclerosis, right? So this is saying if you have the genes of getting multiple sclerosis, it's highly beneficial to be outside in the sun. But if this is showing this at six to 15 year olds, I can already see that the sun is going to be beneficial no matter what age you are, okay? The other thing is viral infections, right? So some common viruses such as the measles, mumps, rubella, the herpes virus, including the Epsom Barr virus, herpes uh, simplex virus 1 and 2, varicella, Zuta virus and the HHV6 are among the most frequently studied and thought to be linked with the etiology of multiple sclerosis. So, have you ever had any of those viruses? Do you currently have one of those viruses, one of those viral infections? The infection's agents are thought to act as a trigger for the autoimmune response to cause a chronic active central nervous system infection, which then triggers the genetics of the multiple sclerosis, right? The questions that I would pose upon myself if this was me with this case is, number one, is this multiple sclerosis? 
okay? I would, in how many doctors have I seen? Um, because there are a number of differential diagnoses of MS, and there's not one test that tests that 100% you have multiple sclerosis, right? Um, so what I would do is ensure that all of the right tests have been done to be diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, not by one doctor, but two, but the ones that I feel is adequate enough. I would know, I would know it myself what I feel is adequate enough to ensure, right? Always get a second opinion, third opinion, right? Okay. The second one is do I have a viral infection such as the Epstein-Barr virus, um, the measles, mumps, rubella? Do, is there any type of virus inside of me? And viral viral infection inside of me that's activating these multiple sclerosis and making it worse right number three is what are my vitamin d levels what are my vitamin d levels like when was the last time the vitamin d levels were checked and what are they are they at an optimal range not at an okay range at an absolutely optimal range for your body to function Number four, what are my stress levels like? Am I absolutely stressed? Is my body always at a sympathetic nervous system? Is it always activated? Am I always anxious? Okay, that is the question. Number five is what makes my pain better and what makes my pain worse? I would keep a diary and ensure to, so I understand what makes my pain better and what makes it worse. Okay, and also is it better in the morning? Is it better at night? That's always a good thing, right? Is it better in summer? Is it better in winter? The other one is, am I exposed to toxins? Because remember, the thing with MS is genetic, but it's also environmental, right? If it's environmental, the question is, am I exposed to any toxins at home? Am I exposed to any toxins at work? Or am I exposed to any toxins where I spend most of my time? I would evaluate that and understand. And what I mean by toxins is mold. Um, am I living near a petrol station? Am I living near a... Um, near a chemical manufacturing place, you know, where, what is, what am I surrounded with every day? Okay. The other one is, does my diet consist of saturated fats? I'm going to go into that soon later, why that's a link, right? The other one is, what is my essential fatty profile like? Because this is the key player with multiple sclerosis. What are my omega-3, what are my omega-6 levels like? Are they good? Are they at an optimal level? And how can I improve them? Okay. So then once I've asked myself all those questions, I would go into what would I do, right? What would I do if I was faced with this deliberating pain, if I was faced with not being able to breathe, anxiety, and being, uh, being told that I have multiple sclerosis? What would I do, right? The number one thing is, like I said, I would ensure that I get a second, third, fourth, whatever opinion to ensure that this is multiple sclerosis and not something else, right? The other one that I would do is once I have been diagnosed and it is multiple sclerosis, what I would do is I would delay and hold the disease progression. That is the key is to, uh, because there's no cure to say about multiple sclerosis, but there is a way that you can delay the, the, the progression of the disease, right? Or you can stop, well, can't really say that, but you know what I mean, right? So then what I would do is encourage remission, delay the progress stage for long as possible. That's what I would do, right? Then I would look at the medication that I'm on. I would take a list of the medication I'm on. I would ensure that I have a list of the medication I'm on, the side effects and what that medication depletes my body of, right? Because I have, apparently I have to take that medication. If I, and if, if I have to take that medication, I would ensure that I give my body the things that this medication is depleting it of if you get where I'm going. The other thing that I would look at is I would look into the S-W-A-N-K diet, Swank diet, right? Which is done by neurologist Roy Swank, was one of the first to suggest a link between dietary factors and multiple sclerosis. I would look into that diet and 
probably follow it, <laughs> follow it um, because it's been proven to assist with multiple sclerosis. Um, the other thing that I would do is I would remove caffeine from my diet. I would remove sugar from my diet, remove artificial sweeteners because they've been linked to neurodegeneration, which is linked to multiple sclerosis, right? I would figure out if I had any food allergies, any intolerances, especially gluten and dairy. If I was intolerant or had sensitivities to these, I'd remove them out of my diet, right? The other thing is, is I would find out if I have any viral infections, pathogens that are activating this, right? What viral infections do I have in my body that may be activating the multiple sclerosis or making it worse? Then if I'm smoking, I would quit smoking. If I'm drinking alcohol, I would reduce or even quit my alcohol intake. Um, the other thing that I would do is heat. If this makes it worse, which it does in some individuals, I would make sure that I don't have hot showers, don't have hot um, hot baths and so forth. Depression, I would look into the depression and anxiety, right? Because this is a result, um, this is a lot of individuals who have multiple sclerosis have other depression anxiety i would look into that what is the cause of it how i'm able to improve my depression and anxiety the other one i would look at is i would i myself would supplement or ensure that i'm having food that is very high in magnesium why magnesium magnesium is essential for healthy neurological function and 300 and so other enzymatic productions in our body right I would measure my vitamin D levels. I would go get a pathology test and see what my vitamin D levels are like. I would also do an overall blood test just to see where things are, how are things happening. The other thing that I would do, depending on the medication I was on, I would ensure that I take either nutrients such as supplement or herbs or a combination of both to assist me with my mood and my stress. Because this stress stress makes the, makes the multiple sclerosis worse. So now I need to control my stress or reduce my stress, which means I'm able to halt or delay the progression of the multiple sclerosis. This includes meditation, breathing exercises, relaxation, right? There's this thing called the breather. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've spoken about it on my podcast before. The breather has been, has been, has been shown to help people with their breathing. It's a little device and what you do is you, you breathe in and out on it. Um, according to the app, it says breathe in, breathe out, and it works on your diaphragmic muscles, right? And that straight away puts you in a parasympathetic mode, which helps with your stress, but it also helps with your breathing because you're saying issues with breathing, right? The other one is exercise, walking as much as I can. Depending on what stage of multiple sclerosis the individual's at, exercise is highly beneficial. Stress management, ensure I'm eating a whole food organic diet. Because remember I said the toxins, the toxins are not just external, the toxins I'm talking about also in our food, right? So if I'm taking in the usual vegetables that you can get just down at the local shops, that is sprayed with toxins. And I don't want to put more toxins in my body, especially if I've been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, right? Um, the other one is also counseling. I would ensure that I have a counselor, a psychologist, or a psychiatrist, anyone along those lines that I click with, that understands me. It doesn't matter how good of a counselor, psychologist they are, if they don't click with me. I need to click with them because there are so many emotions involved with multiple sclerosis, not just multiple sclerosis, with so many other 
diseases in our body. So I need to click with this individual, this professional that's helping me out. So essentially, I know I went over time with this question, but it's such a big question. There's so much more to add to it. But I hope I'm able to shed some light to the question and to anyone listening who may have multiple sclerosis or is being diagnosed with it or may be diagnosed with it in the future. There you have it. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me at Mahela.Raguz on Instagram and I'll be in touch with you and hopefully be able to answer your question via this podcast. Remember, you are not alone in this journey to optimal health. I'm here to assist you and make your journey a pleasant one. Until next Wednesday, love you. 